0: Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome to Educated. It's me, your old friend Katie Patrick, joined by your young friend, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Now before we get started, do you like listening to podcasts? Yes. Well, sure, of course. So that makes... Makes sense that you would subscribe to the Educated Podcast so you never do miss an episode. We are on all of the platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and basically everywhere else. Just search for the show Educated or visit stayeducated.org to click on the direct link.
2: All right, friends. It's that special time of week when we all gather to hear the latest dirt coming out of the education establishment from our very own Alex Newman. Hey, Alex.
3: Uh, man, This is another one of those stories that uh, you don't know whether to puke or cry. It's absolutely insane. Um, there's a, a book called This Book is Gay and um, a school, in fact, many, many schools across the country, but the, the, the scandal exploded in North Carolina. Uh, when a uh, mom went to the school board to complain about this. I mean, I'll I'll talk to you a little bit about the book later, but I mean, it it really is uh, mind-blowing. And so this mom, uh, Christy Wade, went to uh, the the school board meeting there. It's the Charlotte Mecklenburg school board and and read some excerpts. Obviously, we can't show you the whole thing. This book is so grotesque, so outrageous that, uh, you know, we couldn't expose you guys to all of it. So we've got some parts uh, muted out where she's reading parts of it. But uh, listen to this. It will blow your mind.
4: This book is Gay by Juno Dawson was found in a seventh grade classroom at Collinswood Middle School. It was also on the ELA recommended reading list for seventh graders at JM Robinson. I'm going to read from chapter nine, the ins and outs of gay sex, starting at page 201, part one, boy on boy sex. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is a timeless classic, the hand Good news is you can practice it on yourself. The bad news is each guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages, but it can be very rewarding when you do. Something they don't teach you in school is that in order to be able to come at all, you or your partner may need to finish off with a handy. A lot of people find it hard to come through other types of sex. That is fine and certainly not something you have to apologize for. A good handy is all about the wrist action. Rub the head of his back and forth with your hand. Try different speeds and pressures until he responds positively. A bad handy is grasping a and shaking it like a ketchup bottle. Finally, my misunderstanding about rubbing two together wasn't far off the mark. Rubbing them together in one hand feels awesome. Mega combo handy, trademark pending. It's no wonder that 92% of CMS graduating seniors aren't college or career ready when you're instructing them on how to give and handies, instead of teaching them how to add and subtract.
3: What do you do with that? Right? What do you do with that? And, and some of you are probably thinking, how could they even show that video? Yeah, I agree. How could that mom stand up there and read that? I agree. Uh, and yet, folks, this is what is being taught to seventh grade children. Okay? These kids are, are 12 years old, uh, sometimes 11, sometimes 13. We're talking very young children here um, who would still be, you know, playing on the playground. um, And and yet this is the kind of stuff that they are teaching them. Uh, I went to the Amazon page for this grotesque uh, book, and it says... um, uh, there's a long running joke that after coming out, a lesbian, a gay guy, bisexual or trans person should receive a membership card and instruction manual. This is that instruction manual. So, folks, they are giving seventh grade children uh, all over the country. By the way, this is not just in North Carolina, um, an instruction manual for what to do now that they're homosexuals and lesbians and things like this. Um, now, the, the school superintendent said, uh, oh, well. We don't know how that got in the classroom where the teacher didn't mean to give it to the children. uh, And yet uh, at the J.M. Robinson Middle School, this disgusting book is actually on the ELA recommended reading list for children, again, in seventh grade. Um, And the mom is right. Right. Instead of teaching the kids how to read, instead of teaching them how to do math or or to learn history or science, uh, they're teaching them this kind of disgusting, disgusting filth. Uh, This is like I said, it's happening all over the country. I I quickly put this into some uh, news search things and I found that there are other scandals around the country with this same book Um, in uh, in Dearborn, Michigan. A concerned mother actually filed a police report uh, about this, uh, saying that it was dangerous and that they were uh, giving this filth to to children, Uh, according to the uh, ABC affiliate in Detroit, WXYZ. Um, this mother, uh, her name is Stephanie Butler, said, uh, I knew I had to take action before somebody got hurt. Um, she says this book uh, contains uh, actual arguments against uh, Christianity and against Islam. So uh, a spokesman for the police department says they're investigating. Um, you know, frankly, folks, I, I think this really ought to be regarded as a crime right? in, in states all across this country. We have laws against giving obscene materials to children. Um, If anyone, you know, other than a school teacher at a government brainwash camp were to go and give this kind of filth to a child on a playground, uh, if you were to give uh, many of these same books that are being used in schools all across the country, you would be charged with a felony and you would be prosecuted. And yet, uh, in most states, uh, the schools, the public schools have managed to get themselves exemptions from, uh, from these laws. Uh, frankly, I think those exemptions need to end. And I think anybody involved in this disgusting abuse of children, the sexualization uh, of little innocent children ought to be prosecuted and then jailed. Um, this is this is a very, very serious matter. Uh, you are grooming children for perverse sexual acts. Um, it, it's so far beyond the pale. You don't even know what to say. Again, we, we can't even show you this stuff because it's too grotesque. I mean, we can't show you what's written in the book because it's so outrageous, and yet they're giving it to seventh grade children. Um, The reality is, folks, uh, this is going to continue. It's going to continue to get worse as long as American parents, by the millions, continue to allow their children to be abused in this way. Uh, If if parents keep sending their kids to these indoctrination centers, uh, that's going to be taken as consent, which is the magic word for these perverts, that parents agree that their children ought to be sexualized. It needs to stop and no one's going to do it except you, mom and dad.
0: If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project Media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project Media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
2: In an alarming and disturbing story you won't hear reported by most Marxist media outlets in the U.S., Hundreds of public school teachers have been arrested for child sex crimes so far in 2022. That equates to one every 24 hours. Now, in just the first nine months of this year, at least 269 K through 12 educators have been arrested on child sex crimes. Is there a correlation with the fact record numbers of teachers identify as homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender? Parents, once again, you've been warned. I'm David Fiorazzo and this is Christ and Culture. 74% of these arrests involved alleged sex crimes committed by teachers against Students. Now, the charges range from grooming to raping underage children. Democrat teachers' unions have kept many of these facts under wraps while they continue demanding more funding decade after decade. The growing list of so called educators arrested for sex crimes contains four principals, two assistant principals, 20 teachers' aides, and 226 teachers, including 17 substitute teachers now at the current pace in this time uh, in in the time that this story was first reported a week ago and my relaying it to you seven more teachers will have been arrested for child sex crimes the analysis by fox news digital looked at local news stories featuring arrests of k through 12 public school educators in school districts across the country the scary thing is the fact Many arrests involving teachers are not reported by the media, which means the actual number of teachers arrested is likely much higher. If this story was about the Roman Catholic Church or evangelical Christians, you know it would be front-page news across the country. But leftist-controlled big tech media conglomerate will cover for one of its sacred cash cows, the Democrat Party's government-run schools. The number of teachers arrested for child sex abuse is just the tip of the iceberg. Much of it, much much as it was, I should say, for the Catholic Church prior to widespread exposure and that massive investigation in the early 2000s. City Journal's Christopher Rufo, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, says these numbers are just the tip of the iceberg. Rufo further states, quote, The best available academic research published by the Department of Education suggests that nearly 10% of public school students suffer from physical abuse between kindergarten and 12th grade. According to that research, the scale of sexual abuse in the public schools is nearly 100 times greater than that of the Catholic Church scandal. The question for critics who seek to downplay the extent of public school sexual abuse is this. How many arrests need to happen before you consider it a problem? How many children need to be sexually abused by teachers before you consider it a crisis? Excellent question. Apparently, the last time the U.S. Department of Education released a report on this problem was nearly 20 years ago. At the risk of stating the obvious, these teachers are simply acting on sexual desires and sinful impulses that have been promoted and normalized by Hollywood, social media, school books, and sexualized curriculum in the classroom. A few quick examples of school predators that have been arrested include a former Michigan principal, elementary school teacher and coach who taught in multiple public schools and was charged with first-degree criminal sexual conduct and accused of sexually assaulting at least 15 boys during his education career spanning several decades. Next, a Texas middle school teacher was investigated earlier this year following allegations of misconduct involving a student, but they let him return to the classroom. He was charged with two counts of indecency with a child by sexual contact, and he was put on administrative leave months later when the district launched an investigation. One more. A Baltimore man was arrested last month, accused of impregnating a 14-year-old former student and having sexual relationships with multiple minors since 2009, including an 8-year-old student. The pervert has been charged with rape, numerous accounts of second-degree assault, and various sex offenses. Tragically, we could list more than one case for every day of the year, and yet most parents, I would say, don't have any idea about these stories and how frequently this kind of thing takes place. Now, amazingly, a report this past June was done called Study of State Policies, to prohibit aiding and abetting sexual misconduct in schools. It analyzed state policies that allow, quote, suspected sexual abusers to quietly leave their jobs to possibly offend again in a different school district. Part of the problem is only 19 states require employers to request information from an applicant's current and former employers. Now, there are many possible solutions here. First, acknowledge the truth instead of saying, this could never happen in your town, right? Second, understand the level of depravity and deviancy within the public school system and remove your children immediately, if you haven't already. Third, for parents deciding to take the risk and keep their kids in public school, you must be active and engaged Every single day. Now, Chris Ruffo and others suggest school districts adopt a simple policy. Ready? Pornographic and sexually explicit content must no longer be permitted in the classroom and the school library. He says it's a common sense age appropriate restriction supported, by the way, by 79 percent of the public, according to recent surveys. But. The left refuses to retreat on radical LGBTQ propaganda. Democrats in Virginia, for example, are pushing a new bill to give them power to put you in prison if you don't affirm your child's identity as non-binary, pansexual, or genderqueer. That's right. Parents could face abuse charges for not going along with the delusion and affirming their LGBTQ child. Now, a teacher friend of mine, an insider, sent me a school district email recently encouraging teachers to celebrate LGBTQ History Month in their classrooms during October. You've heard of queer all year, right? Well, the programming doesn't stop in June, which is Pride Month. K-12 through teachers also receive marching orders to support gender pronouns and transitions, and the list goes on. So, it's no surprise, according to a report, 42,000 minors were diagnosed with gender dysphoria last year. Since the data was based on insurance claims for gender transition treatments in the last five years, the actual numbers may even be much higher. This is a crisis the corrupt have created. I hope and pray you are not silent about it and know how to respond to those who normalize or defend depravity. They need the gospel. Now, these are simply consequences of rejecting God, redefining truth, ignoring biology and reality, and minimizing the agendas to indoctrinate children. We better wake up before it's too late. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.
0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
1: Alright, let's take a little time to find out what's trending left. We start with a woman named Sarah. Sarah is a therapist whose job is to spend several sessions evaluating whether confused individuals really should undergo gender surgery. The problem is, Sarah doesn't believe in helping patients understand the permanent consequences. So as a licensed doctor, she gives her patients the green light on day number one
5: what i recommend is that you do the minimal amount of time um, necessary for capturing the information that you need and the reason again goes back to reducing barriers um, for transgender nonconforming, conforming non-binary and diverse folks so that they can move forward as quickly as they can into their next step um, when we're saying we have to see them for multiple sessions that sets up continuous barriers and really perpetuates the system that trans, non-binary and gender diverse folks need to be put to the test to prove who they are and what they need. And we're not in the service of doing that typically. Um, So the less sessions, the better. I typically will do the session in one visit.
1: That's an amazing statement from a supposed medical expert. Who basically admits she wants all transgender surgeries fast-tracked and it makes sense in the society we have today because apathy is all we are able to do now speaking of all this being perfectly normal of course i want to show you the latest video of a drake show being touted as family friendly For those of you able to see this, we have a drag queen, seductively dancing, I guess, on stage outside an IPIC movie theater with children directly in front of it. Now, the man is seductively playing to the crowd with his legs spread wide open, showing off his crotch for all the children to enjoy again at a family-friendly event. Run, little boy, run. I mean, seriously, people, you don't see anything wrong with a grown man sexually dancing in front of little children? No, nothing? Nothing? Everything's fine with that. That's family friendly. That's where we are in society. That's okay. That's what we like now. <sighs> if you think that one was bad, here's another drag show because I guess this is what we do have. Some would still call this family friendly and it happens every third Saturday. In the video, you will clearly see a little girl, maybe who's about four years old, staring at the man dancing to a rap song about a woman's, um, well, the lower lower area of of a woman. Now we can't play the actual music because it is very, very, very inappropriate. But this is all becoming the norm. There's men dressed as women lifting up their skirts and collecting money as little girls and boys look on from just a, a few feet away. <laughs> Again, I, I say this is this is where we're at. Depravity everywhere. Meanwhile, When it comes to craving attention by sporting green and purple hair, those are the colors of choice today, broadcasting that you're very, you know, you're very queer and non-binary. That's your business, okay? But when you use all that to force your thinking onto students and then brag about beating down the ones that don't agree with you, newsflash, it's not the flex you think it is. But wait until you hear who she blamed all of this bigotry on. This is just yet another person molding the future of our country. I am very queer. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns and my students know this. But yesterday,
4: I had some boys asking about it and I explained to them, like, here's how you use it. Here's an example. We use it in the English language all the time. And they respond with, well, if you're a man, then I can be a woman. And so I looked at him and I said, okay, do you want me to use she, her pronouns for you? And he goes, uh, no. And I responded with, okay, so you're just saying that to hurt my feelings then. And he goes, oh, what? No. Like, yes, you are. You're being a bully. You're being transphobic. And the boys around him kept saying the same stuff. Eventually, I shut it down, but how am I supposed to call parents about this behavior when they're probably the people that they learned it from?
1: Oh, okay. So now we have a teacher who is getting bullied in her eyes by teenage boys and you're not gonna be an adult and address the parents because, oh no, those same parents are probably the big bullies too. Why do these people continue to blame everyone around them for all of their own mental issues? Now, finally, we're gonna end with a video by a teacher for teachers. As if we were not focused on the Rainbow Mafia enough in public schools, now we have lists being put out to make classrooms more inclusive for LGBT students. It makes sense that you need to have a more welcoming environment for your sexual preferences to learn you know, fractions and other mathematical equations, right? Watch this nonsense.
6: Here are five things you can do to make spaces more inclusive for LGBTQ students this year. One, use inclusive non-gendered language such as students or folks to address your class. 2. Group and sort students in ways that do not rely on gender. 3. Affirm pronouns by creating a school or classroom climate where pronouns are respected. What I did for the start of the school year is I created the door sign right here with my pronouns. I also introduced myself with my pronouns. As soon as the teachers saw that in here, they wanted me to create one for them and they proudly show it. 4. Display images that reflect LGBTQ plus people and the full spectrum of gender expression. 5. Use teachable moments to not only stop anti-LGBTQ behavior, but to inform educators about LGBTQ terminology, history, and current events.
1: Seven, teach actual subject that you are supposed to be teaching the students. Eight, stop the strobe lights because you may give someone a seizure. Nine, just stop altogether. Sounds good enough for me. Now, thankfully, that's gonna wrap up this segment. More craziness next time.
0: We wanna hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org, and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us.
1: All right, these past few weeks featured a few stories that point to the fact that the future of travel is going electric, whether we're ready or not. Well, now Delta is so throwing their hat, I guess that's what they would throw into the ring with the launch of an air taxi.
2: So a company called Joby Aviation has partnered with Delta to begin offering customers lifts to the airport with what can only be described as an electric Osprey? I don't know. I'm not sure what that is, but looks like a helicopter with six blades. But those blades can tilt to make the aircraft turn into a plane. Each aircraft has four passenger seats, and the goal of the service is to help people avoid congested highways on their way to the airport. Joby says the goal is to treat the service like a taxi that can pick up customers by their residence and drop them off near their airport terminal. No word on the cost of the trip, however. Uh, the service is expected to be up and running by 2024. Look at that.
1: Interesting. I don't
2: think we need that here in, in our neck of the woods, but, I, <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> in Wisconsin, they would be operable. Like, uh, My question is, what are they going to do when it says pick you up by the residence? Like, are they going to land on your roof? Or are they going to land in the middle of the street? Where are they picking you actually up? Because otherwise you're gonna to have to drive to go get onto the Joby, and then the Joby's gonna take you to the airport and then that just seems silly to me. Yeah, at I can't that point. picture
2: them right you know, landing on the street in front of your house or making it into your driveway or anything like well,
1: that. Well, and then it says room of up to four, but maybe if you're not taking so much luggage, can you sneak a fifth person on there or how how is that work? <laughs> oh well, we actually have a group of six. Sorry, I guess you can only four of you get to get on the plane and everyone yeah. else is I don't
2: know. Yeah, we'll see that'll be interesting we, I don't know I, I guess I,
1: we shall see yeah. but uh, at least for now that's going to wrap up this week on educated and again as we always ask how did we do did we learn some things please do let us know if you've learned anything or what should we do to be better by going to stayeducated.org
2: come on keep your comments and concerns and half-baked ideas coming oh well for Katie and myself thanks for watching and until next week stay educated
0: Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.